Hello, I'm with Nikki Ballou, and he's a Christian entrepreneur, and he helps businesses uh, figure out how to do their best in branding and marketing and uh, make profits in their business and succeed. So I thought it'd be good to talk to him about um, what his strategies are and perhaps figure out how to even help my own business. Uh, so I'm going to introduce you to Nikki. Hi, Nikki. Hi, Seema. How are you? Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you for doing the podcast. So tell me a little bit about yourself. I know that you're from Middle East originally, and uh, you've written many, many books. So uh, let's talk about your background and your books. Sounds great. You know, so uh, as you said, I'm originally a Christian from the Middle East. Uh, I'm uh, from Iran. And um, back when I was a boy, the Islamic Revolution happened in Iran, and um, my father, my late father, God rest his soul, he could see the writing on the wall, and he could see this was not going to be a great place for him to raise his family anymore. So at that point, he decided that it was time uh, to get out of the country. And I thank God every day for him doing that, because we get to live in freedom. Now, I don't know if you've been paying much attention to the news lately out of Iran, but just recently, a young woman named Mahsa Amini, 22 years old, was beaten to death by the morality police for the crime of not fully covering her hair with a hijab. Which is crazy. And, and I know they were there have been protests breaking out, yeah, all over the country. And, you know, there's a lot of people, it's very fashionable in the West these days to say, America, the West, so oppressive, so racist, so sexist. No. <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing like at Iran. Yeah. That's what oppression, racism, sexism looks like. This is the most tolerant place in the world. We all should be very grateful that we get to live here. And we need to stand strong against those that falsely try to claim that this place is anything other than tolerant and wonderful. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm grateful too to be able to live uh, out of all those conditions. But, you know, Iran used to be. A westernized nation before the Islamic rule took over, right? Like in the early yeah. 50s to 70s or something before all Correct. of that happened. So what was the transformation? Like, why did they just go suddenly to that route? Well, look, that's a very long story. Uh, um, but I'll tell you this much. Um, there were dark forces that wanted to overthrow the secular government of the Shah. Yeah. And they undertook some dirty tricks. Uh, to persuade a lot of people that the Shah's government was the was a bad government, right. and unfortunately, the folks who took over from the Shah, they were they were truly a bad government, truly horrible, truly terrible in the way that they treated people, and uh, absolutely against uh, freedom for everybody, and uh, that's why Iran is in the crappy situation it is now. Now it is now the brave women in Iran. Yeah. We're standing up for women's rights, truly standing up for women's rights, unlike the fake people who do it here, the fake feminists, the fake right. women's rights advocates here. Yeah, so, that would be a great topic next time to bring you on to talk more about that. Um, but tell me about your books. You've written so many books. And uh, the, what's the last one, the Thought Leader's Journey? Or how to. So these are a few of my books. Yeah. So this is. Uh, book I wrote called How to Create a Million Dollar Year Income with one of my clients that's created a million dollar year income. Um, this book is called The Power of Connecting, How to Activate Profitable Relationships by Serving Your Network. It's all about networking and connecting with people. 
this is the thought leader's journey. Um, this is written in the form of a fable, almost like a biblical fable, but yeah. it's all about business and how to, how to basically start your own business and make it successful. And this is um, the book that kind of got me started, Finish Line Thinking, How to Think and Win Like a Champion. It's all about how to basically adapt the mindset of a champion and use that in order to become successful. Yeah, definitely. I will post all those links. I know there are a lot of them on Amazon and I'll post them on my uh, blog as well. And then you have the E-Circle Academy. Uh, what is that about? I'm going to share that. E-Circle Academy is a company and what it is is, you know, we help entrepreneurs um, add anywhere from, you know, six to seven figures a year to their income uh, while getting 10 to 20 hours a week of their time back. That's kind of what we do inside E-Circle Academy. Okay, I was able to post still. Here we go. So you also have your own podcast. Um, looks like you talk a lot about the subjects on how to brand yourself and how to succeed. Um, so tell me about your podcast. Yeah, in the podcast, we tend to interview people who've been successful in branding themselves and creating uh, an authority position for themselves. So we bring those people on and those people really teach uh, our listeners how to use um, the secrets that they've used inside their own business. That's, That's pretty cool that, that you're able to bring on some of the big names in the industry. So what are the, you know, what would you consider like the key things to be able to do as a small business, especially like I am, I'm a relatively new at this. Uh, it's only like six months old and I'm trying to figure out as well how to brand and market myself and to start, you know, so what would your advice be for, to be able to do this? Well, let me, let me, let me answer that question by telling another story about my father. Sure. So my, my father was an entrepreneur. Okay, so uh, he uh, was a man that would go um, and try to help people. If you needed a job and he had a job for you, he'd give you a job. If, if he didn't have a job for you, uh, he would go try to help you find a job somewhere else. And he would just like pester people he knew until he got your job. If you were trying to get a start in business, dad would like get you started in business. He'd set you up, even if you were going to compete with him. He, that's just how he was. And then... Um, if you worked for him and you needed uh, money to buy a house or a car because you didn't have enough, he, he'd do that for you. And you might be thinking to yourself, wow, that's pretty, pretty wild. Like he, he would buy people houses, cars, apartments. Yeah. Why would he do that? Well, he'd do that because first of all, he was a Christian and he believed he'd been blessed by God and it was his duty to share those blessings. Secondly, he did it because he could. He had the financial wherewithal to do it. So I wanted to be like that. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So um, it's very you know, generous to be able to buy houses and cars for others. So definitely, sure, you passed sure. on a lot of that traits to you. So sure, sure. So dad, um, you know, dad was my hero. I wanted to be like him. So eventually, I became an entrepreneur. Here's what I saw: there were a lot of people, and maybe you can relate. They're good people, but they, you know, they don't want to come across like they're pushy or salesy. Or like they reek of commission breath. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they want to come across like good people. But the problem with this is that quite often they would not go after sales that they should be going after, right? And then they would lose that business, which would hurt their business. And then the person that they were going to help didn't get their help, which would hurt them because they had a problem they wanted to solve. 
And then some charlatan marketer would come and this charlatan marketer would go and, you know, get the business because the charlatan marketer was somebody who, you know, they uh, didn't have any such compunctions, but they wouldn't deliver for the person. So I saw this and it was a terrible situation. A lot of good people were hurting because of this and they weren't being successful. And what I realized was, you know, they just needed to reframe how they looked at things. So I helped them reframe it from selling to serving. Well, nobody wants to be sold. You don't want to be sold. I don't want to be sold. But everybody wants to be served by a caring advocate, by a caring human being, a caring person. And when people, you know, learn to shift their mindset from sales to service, it became a lot easier for them to end up getting that business. And the other thing I notice a lot of people have, and maybe you can relate to this, is they don't know how to have a good message. They have what I call a mayo message. Yeah. Right? And I learned this from my mentor, Mark Von Muser, right? So they ask him, so what do you do? Well, I help people deal with overwhelm or <laughs> I give really good service. Well, no offense, but what does that even mean? It doesn't mean anything to someone hearing you. Right. Like people, people want to do business with people who help them solve problems. Let me repeat that. People want to do business with people who help them solve problems. What is business? Business is the solving of acute problems for people, for profit. That's all it is. So solving of acute problems for people, for profit. So, you know, what I help people do is really get their message narrowed. So as an example, if you like, you know, we're a relationship coach and if someone said, well, what do you do for people? And you said, well, I'm a relationship coach. They wouldn't really know what that meant. But if what you said was, um, I help, uh, I help women whose husbands have left them um, get through the pain of divorce. And in some cases, I help them reconstitute their marriage. Now, that's interesting, right? That's something that someone who's going through that problem is going to go, well, I need someone like that to help me out, right? So mm -hmm. that's the sort of thing we help people do. We help them, you know, serve, not sell. And we help them have a message that's dialed into solving a particular problem for people. And when you do that, you're able to brand yourself because branding yourself is when people know how you help. That's all branding yourself is. People need to know how you help. Can't have some mayo message. Can't say I'm a coach. I give good service. I help people with overwhelm. You got to have a really dialed in message. How I help is I help women going through divorce. I help men going through divorce. I help diabetics Type 2 diabetics lose 60 pounds. You know, things like that. That's the sort of thing you need to be able to do in the way that you market and position yourself. And we teach people how to do that. That way they get looked at as the authority, as the thought leader in their space. And that way they can attract clients to themselves. So it seems like they would have to have certain niche that they're actually trying to serve a cer certain community and then brand that. Uh, because, like, you know, but it's difficult, let's say, you know, when you're trying to communicate ideas, like for me, it's about God and relationship with God to be able to solve some of their natural life problems. But how do you communicate when your branding is really for myself is Christianity based, you know, uh, like interviewing people like you and connecting other Christians and to be able to bring that to my audience? 
Well, look, like I said, that's a great idea, but that's not like a business, right? A business right. is when you tell people, I'll solve this problem for you. Right. This problem could be um, their marriage is broken up. This problem could be they're not making enough money. This problem could be their health is suffering, their mental health is suffering. That you've got to figure out for yourself. Maybe you can solve multiple problems, but you need to focus on one. You need to let people know you fix one problem. Look. I'll give you an example. What's the problem that Coca-Cola serves solves? What's the problem that Coca-Cola solves? Well, the, at the main line, the big problem they solve is thirst. Drink Coca-Cola, <laughs> quench yeah. your thirst, right? Um, now, other than that is you can quench your thirst and look cool and, and be one of the, the in crowd, right? That's a problem is, you know, that people who are not in the in crowd or don't think they're the in crowd, they go, okay, I want to be respected. Too. So I'm going to quench my thirst. I'm going to look cool and be respected. So that's there's layers to the level of problems you solve. So at one level, if you help people, for example, deal with divorce, on the one hand, you're going to saying, "Hey, I'm going to get rid of the pain of divorce." But deeper than that, you're just you're, you're you're going to be fine. You're a child of God. You're going to be fine. You're you deserve to be fine. You deserve to get through this. So the problems are at many levels and many layers, but there's got to be a basic level layer problem that you solve, that you let people know that they immediately get it. Because if they don't immediately get it, they won't do business with you. The reason people do business with us is they understand the problem we solve is the problem we solve is not enough income and the consequences of not enough income. So what are the consequences of not enough income? Well, number one is you might not be able to pay your bills. You might have to decide between paying your rent and buying food. That's a horrible place to be in, right? Number one. So maybe that's not quite the situation you're in, but you can't afford to buy a house. You have to rent a house. That's not a great place to be in. And then there's the emotional problems. You know, you feel frustrated and upset, and maybe you have lost some self-confidence. That's a level of consequence of not enough income. And the other one is maybe you're having fights and arguments with your loved ones because there's not enough money. People mm -hmm. fight about money. It's a big reason why people get divorced. And then yeah. finally, your health could be suffering, right? You could be under a lot of stress. You might not be sleeping. So if I point all these out to you and I go, wow, okay, Seema, hey, listen, you know what? These are all the problems that you uh, are dealing with. This is all the consequences of you not having enough income. What would happen in six months if this kept up? Well, wow, I um, I might not be able to stay in my house. I might become homeless. That would really suck, right? Okay, <laughs> maybe my husband and I, we're going to fight. We're going to get divorced. That would really suck. Okay, I'm going to like have less confidence in myself. I'm going to be upset with myself. I'm going to be an emotional basket case or, or you know, not maybe not a basket case, but I'm going to emotionally not feel good day to day. And then finally, I, I won't sleep. Maybe my hair will fall out in clumps. You know what I mean? All that sort of thing. So then the question I'd ask you is how much longer do you want these consequences to continue? And you're going to go to me. I'm done with these consequences. That's the point in which I have a conversation with you about how we help you. Not before. So how would they contact you? Let's say, would it be through the E-Circle Academy? How would they go about contacting you? Yeah, if you go to E-Circle Academy, you know, I can just uh, put the website here in the chat for you real quick. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Okay, so there's a, you see that button there? It says schedule a success call. Yeah. They just click on that button and they pick a time and away we go. So once they do this, how do you go about consulting? I'm like, what, what do they expect when they talk to you? Well, we've got this three 
step success system, right? Well, first of all, you book the call. During the call, we have a conversation, an honest conversation about what's going on with your business, right? Why, what, what is the biggest problem you're facing? And like I said, the problem I solve is not enough income, right? People burning out, not making enough money, working too hard. That's the problem we solve. So if they have that problem, then I'm going to go deep into the consequences of that problem in that conversation. And I'm going to show them what happens if the consequences continue. And then I'm going to ask them how long has this consequence been there and how much longer do you want the consequences to continue? Are you okay with the consequences continuing for another three months, six months, a year? And then I'm looking for the person who says to me on that call, I'm done with these consequences. That's my job on the call, to get the person to a point where they see these consequences are terrible and unacceptable. So That's how I teach you how to, how, how to get business. That, what, I, what I just shared with you is how I teach people how to get business. Um, so do you actually look at their business like inside of their business or is mostly them telling you what the problem is? Well, like I said, during this call that we have, they're going to be sharing with me what the problem is all about. Okay. Um, so you also mentioned like you can help business grow like 30,000 a month or million dollars. How do you, how do you do that? Well, like I said, the first thing you got to do is you got to get in front of people that have the problems that you solve. Then you've yeah. got to have conversations with them, get them to the point where they're clear about the consequences of continuing them down this road get them to the point where they're ready to make a decision. Do I want to end these consequences or do I want to keep them going? And then if they want to end them, then you talk to them about how you do it using your programs. That's what I teach people. And then I get them to get in front of as many people as possible. If you want to make $30,000 and let's say you have a $5,000 coaching program, we got to get you six clients this month. Well, if we're going to get you six clients this month, you better have conversations with you know, a bare minimum of 10 people. Better if you can have a conversation with 15 or 20 because then you're guaranteed pretty much to get six clients because there's going to be a certain number of people that are ready and there's going to be a certain number of people that aren't. So that's what I do. I get people to get understand how they help people. I get them to talk to people who need their help. I get them to ask those people if they're ready to be helped. And if they are ready to be helped, I get them to tell them how they help. Here's my program. Here's what it costs. Um, here's the investment you got to put in. Are you ready to, to take the step to solve this problem for yourself? You make investment required. And when that we do that, good. success um, happens. That's yeah. what we teach people. Like, obviously, I'm doing this for you in a very you know, short and condensed fashion. It takes a bit longer to actually do this. In the conversation, there's got to be some rapport and back and forth between you and the individual. But right. in a nutshell, that's how it works. People are hurting right now. There's a lot of people that are suffering. They're, they're in a lot of pain. They need someone who can understand that pain and show them that being in pain sucks and show them that they have a way to get them out of pain. My job is to get people out of pain. I'll tell you another story. So I had a young man who came to us a few years back. He was 25 years old at the time, and he was a personal fitness trainer. This young man was having a terrible time in his business. He had seven clients. He made less than $1,500 a month. He was single. So, you know, wasn't good. You, you know, he lives in a, a big city, my city, Toronto. You can't make 1500 a month, pay rent, buy food, and have transportation. Never mind all the other things like buy clothes and go on vacations. Just, it doesn't work, right? So I said, okay, buddy, let's talk. 
tell me, who's your ideal customer? And he couldn't give me the answer. He'd say, oh, oh it's uh, whoever. I'm like, I don't know. Who's your <laughs> well, ideal that's customer? That's pretty hard. You and I do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I can work with anybody. Oh, yeah. so you'll work with anybody with a wallet and a pulse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you need to narrow your niche. So I said, okay, how can you narrow your niche? He goes, okay, well, okay, my dad's a doctor. I can work with doctors. Doctors make a lot of money. That's great, right? That's a good niche. Well, yeah, no. There's no reason for the doctor to want to work with him. If his message to them is you make a lot of money, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to be so excited to work with him. So it didn't work out too good. And then he goes, okay, okay. I'll narrow my niche more. I'll work with cardiologists, cardiologists. Those guys make even more money than doctors, right? Well, that wasn't a great message for cardiologists. You make even more money than doctors. Don't work with me. No, it didn't work out. Then he started to work with this man who was a Paralympic athlete, had won medals at the Paralympic Games. And this man had a missing leg from when he was a child. And he just found that he really loved working with this man. So he came to me and he said, Nikki, I really love working with this man. And he also found that you know, it fed him. It fulfilled him. He said to me, Nikki, it feeds me. It fulfills me. And he also found that um, he could get good results for this man. So he came and he says, I can get good results for this man. And he said, I'm going to, he thought maybe I could work with more, you know, people with missing limbs. Within six weeks, he signed up 400 clients. Wow. 400 clients. He couldn't do one-on-one coaching anymore. He had to do group programs. He had too many clients yeah. for one-on-one. And on top of that, he just grew his income wonderfully. Yeah. Started to make 20000 a month, 30000 a month, 50000 a month. He even had $100,000 a month. Wow. That's a great story. Month, not year, month. Why did this work? Well, nobody was going after people with missing limbs. So it was a blue yeah. ocean, right? And it also worked because... His message wasn't just, I'm going to get you fit. His message was, you are just as good as anybody else. And don't let nobody tell you different because I'm going to tell you you're just as good as anybody else. Now, listen, you and I, we have all our limbs. Thank God, by the grace of God, we have, we're healthy in that respect. But just put myself, put yourself in the shoes of a person with a missing one. They probably aren't thrilled that they have a missing one. You know yeah. what I mean? They may have accepted it, but they're not thrilled with it. And they probably have had at least some belief around it, like, I'm not as capable as someone with all their limbs. When he gave them the message that you're just as capable of someone with all their limbs, that was a good message, and it landed, and that's what made him successful. Wow, that's incredible. That's a great story. So, I mean, it sounds like... You know, the struggling businesses, I mean, I'm even wanting to now talk to you about all my stuff because, <laughs> you know, it, it's, like, yeah, well, because I started out as, you know, originally just wanting to share the word of God and I've written now a couple of books and they're on, you know, relationship with God is the first book. And then the second book is about relationships and marriage and how to have a good marriage and all that through biblical principles. So I'm writing quite a bit and I'm doing all the podcasting as well and, you know, having my own blog articles and it's a lot of work to be able to do all of this, but, you know, it's not materializing as far as income that I would need to get going and grow and hire other people. So 
you know, I'm trying to figure out what that message would be where I want to communicate. I still want to share the word of God because that's the number one motivation for me. But, you know, what would I be creating that niche to be able to give what people want? Right. So that's a great question. So uh, we should we should schedule an offline conversation to have a deeper, but I'm going to give you a high level right now. And then when we're done, we'll set up a time to speak. Sure. So um, number one, first and foremost, is you got to make a distinction between your business activity and your spiritual activity and your godly activity. Okay. You can marry what you do and your biblical principles, and you can live according to those principles yourself and how you deliver the service. And you can even serve people who are Christians. So kingdom business is a thing. I've got a lot of customers in our world who are kingdom business owners. But you need to set up your business to solve a problem that they perceive they have. Not a problem you perceive they have, a problem they perceive they have. So I like what you're saying about you know marriages and having a good marriage. Well, right. there's a lot of people whose marriages are, let's face it, not so good, right? Mm -hmm. So you want your messaging to be perhaps for Christian couples whose um, marriage is suffering. And you should ask questions like, are you a Christian? Are you married? Is your marriage suffering? Are you nervous and worried that your marriage might not last? And are you desperate to turn things around? Now, those are really good questions to ask. Anybody who's answered all of those yes is a perfect client for you, right? It's <laughs> yeah. a perfect client for you. If they have not answered all of those yes, they are not a perfect client for you. You right. don't want everybody. You want the right clients, right. okay? You've got to be, you know, I'd rather run with three than drag a thousand is one thing one of my mentors taught me. You can't run with everybody. In your business, you're looking for the people who need your help. So if that was the place you were going to go, then I would create, you know, a program, a methodology, a series of conversations around that. There are 10 different channels which people use in order to generate business, Seema. 10 channels. Okay. What are these 10 channels? Well, I'll just go through five of them for you right now because 10 can be a little overwhelming for people to grasp. But the first one is what we call your network, your warm market, people who know who you are. They've heard the name Seema Verma before. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm telling you right now, inside your network are people, men and women, good men and women, Christian men and women whose marriages are suffering. Do you agree that this is the case? Yeah, probably. There's a lot of marriages suffering. No, probably. 100% guaranteed. You know people. 60% of marriages end up in divorce. Okay. Yeah. You know people whose marriages are suffering right now. Yes or yes? Yes. They may not have told you, but it's happening. You follow me? So yeah. the first place that I teach you on what to do with is go into your network. How's your marriage? <laughs> right? You have to ask those kinds of questions. Second right. place I'd have you go with is what I call active referrals. I'm not talking about people referring you while you wait for the referrals to come. I'm talking about active referrals. Talking about asking people to refer people to you that they know whose marriages are suffering. So I have a program I run. It's not my main business, but I run a program for men whose wives have said sayonara goodbye. <laughs> so I know some people and I'll go to them and I'll say, look, do you know a man whose wife has left him? And he's a father with children under 18. Yes or no? 
And if they say, yes, I do, I go, introduce me to that man. That's, that's my whole pitch for the referral. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. And there are people that know men whose wives have left them who have children under 18. Right. Yeah, there's right? a lot of them since they're 60% in divorce. So. Right, exactly. So referrals, you ask yeah. people, do you know someone who's, who's been complaining that their marriage is not working well? That's right. what you do. Then the third is podcasting. Now, this is a longer conversation, and you know I, I can't teach it all to you right now, but I've had a lot of success in being on Podmatch. I go on a lot of different shows, and I also have people that have come on my show. So I, I've gotten business from people coming on my show because people come on my show, a lot of people listen to it, and then they come and follow up with me. I built a good brand that way. When I go on other people's shows, I get exposed to more people. And then also many of the hosts that I talk to are folks like yourself who themselves are having some trouble in their business. I set up a follow-up conversation with them and there've been a number of people that could see at the end of that conversation that they needed to do something differently and they chose to take action by working with us to get that done. That's what's worked really, really well for me as well. And I teach people how to do that. There's an art and a science to doing that effectively, authentically and in a God-based way. But it works. So these are three. Now, the other one is you said you have a book. So you have a book about how to help people have a good marriage. Man, that book, I'd be using that book left, right, and center and handing it to people that are married. And I just <laughs> yeah. I just tell everybody that's that's married that you just say, look, how's your marriage? Everything okay? I do a complimentary consultation for people who have my book. Would you like a complimentary consult about your marriage? Would you like to judge the health of your marriage? You could have like a, you know, a 10 point scorecard that'll judge the health of their marriage. Right. And if it's, uh, you know, if they score anything under a seven out of 10, Hey, your marriage isn't doing so great. Maybe we should talk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's the other thing. And then you could go and do speaking engagements. You speak on stages. So you could approach people and organizations to talk about marriage and offer to speak on their stage for free and share your wisdom, and you've got a book, and all that stuff. So I just gave you five strategies that you can use immediately to generate business for yourself, but you have to be willing to do it. A lot of people, they just get scared. They don't have the four qualities. Now, these four qualities, Seema, you want to know these four qualities, okay? It's very powerful. It's very important, okay? Quality number one is you got to be decisive. I reward decisiveness when people are coming to work with me and they want to work with me, I reward decisiveness by giving them something I call a fast action discount. They get, they get a discount to work with me if they decide quickly because decisiveness means you're ready to take action, right? People that are like, ah, I need to talk to my, my husband, my wife. I need to have a seance with my dead ancestors. You know what I mean? I need to talk to my dog, see what my dog thinks. I mean, they give you all kinds of crazy excuses, right? <laughs> so you want, you want to like talk and get people to be decisive. Then they got to be committed. They got to be in it to win it. It can't be, I'm going to try this. No, I'm in it to win it. I'm ready to go. You got to be committed. Then you got to be coachable. Obviously, you have to be someone who's coachable, who's going to be able to take the coaching. And then finally, you've got to be resourceful. There's no way you're going to succeed if you're not resourceful. You're going to have to come up with the money to invest in the program. You're going to have to come up with the time to do the work. And you're going to have to have the energy and the drive to make it happen. Wow. Well, these are all really good things to uh, consider and figure out. I'm still in that process of figuring out. I'm not 
that person that likes to go out on stage and promote myself. So that's one of the biggest problems and challenges that I face. I love to promote other people, just not myself. <laughs> so that's, I only have a few minutes left. So let's, uh, I wanted to just go over what was happening in Iran. And do you think that all the recent events with people uh, rioting and trying to make the difference, you think they will succeed at it? You think they might overturn all this tyranny? Look, I don't know. I pray that they do. I believe God is good, and I believe that God has right on his side. The forces of light are going to defeat the forces of darkness. I believe that with all my heart. Yeah. When that'll happen, whether it'll be this time, that's difficult to say. But I think everybody should um, spread the word about this, and people in the West should be supporting the women of Iran. The women of Iran are very brave. They're fighting for equality for women, not just in Iran, but everywhere. And I, I believe that uh, these women deserve our love and they deserve our support. Yeah, definitely. And I wish them all the best, especially in the really hard time right now. Uh, well, I really appreciate you doing this podcast and sharing all your wisdom and knowledge. Uh, is there any um, parting words you want to say to my audience? Look, we're living in uh, interesting times. There, A lot of people are afraid. A lot of people are feeling uncertain. And what I want to say to people is um, you got to believe you can win. I believe you can win. God believes you can win. You need to believe you can win. And you yeah. can win. And it's uh, possible. And that's what you got to end off with. Yeah, with God, we already won. We already won the war. We already won the battle. It's just having to go through our time and fill out our purpose. Thank you again. And I'm going to be posting all the links of all the books and everything else. Uh, and I'll share that with you when I'm done uh, processing it. Uh, you have a great day. Thank you, Samir, you as well.